episode is powered by denmeditation.com with locations in Los Angeles that normalize meditation and make it available to all. Though meditation is the primary focus, the bigger goal is for people to understand and love themselves, thus creating more harmony in the community at large. To find out more about Den Meditation's teacher training programs, retreats, and all things Den Meditation, go to denmeditation.com. Hello, welcome to Den Talks. This is Tal, and today we get to talk to a psychic. She's also a teacher at Den Meditation. Her name's Catherine Schiff. Her psychic classes are some of our most popular classes for sure. We get deep into the world of energy, how we're all made of energy, which means we're all connected, what happens to us after we pass, where do we go, what do we do. We also chat about your spirit guides and what every single spirit guide wants every single one of us to know, how we all have psychic abilities, and how you can also start doing little things every day to open yourself up to it. She tells us what signs to look for that are validations from the other side. Now look, this may all seem woo-woo to you, but the point is it all affects the way you look at yourself and love yourself. So by connecting to your own energy, it helps you gain clarity in the world and makes every day easier. You can change your perception and it will have a complete ripple effect on your life because again, we're all energy. This conversation is going to make you look at things very differently and help you learn from every single moment. She even has an incredible take on illness and how we become ill, what it means and the lessons we can learn from it. I'm telling you, her personal practice at the end is going to get you into such a deep meditation super quickly, so do not forget to do it at some point. Hope you enjoy it. I'm so excited. I've got Catherine Schiff here, who's one of my favorite people. That This is going to be fascinating because when the two of us get together, all we do is talk, 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 talk. <laughs> but she is a psychic, a clairvoyant, and a meditation teacher, and our prominent Den meditation psychic teacher. <laughs> she had a successful commercial photography company in San Francisco, and her life used to look very different than it does now. She had some crazy experience in Buenos Aires, which we're going to talk about. That made her move to Santa Fe, and she attended the Center for Inner Truth, where she became a clairvoyant reader, ordained as a spiritual minister, and certified as a teacher of intuition. So today, she's been listed as one of the top 50 psychics in the U.S. in Jennifer Diamond's 2016 edition. And she is, like I said, one of our top psychic teachers, where she not only leads guided classes, but has a certification program that allows others to become energy readers and healers themselves. So don't forget, there's always a personal practice at the end of this. She's going to lead us in a 10-minute meditation on how to ground yourself in the body. And with all the craziness going on today, this is like a great meditation for everyone. So you can just deal with all of that shit. So (laughs) Catherine, I am so happy to have you here. Thank you. And um, let's talk about it. What happened in Buenos Aires? I mean, here you are. You have this commercial photography business. Mm -hmm. You were raised in Dallas. You've lived in Paris for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Overall, your life was a little bit more, quote unquote, normal, like. Um, yeah, I, well, I don't know how normal, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should talk about that. Yes. What is normal, by the yeah, way? Yeah, what's normal, exactly. Um, I mean, not normal in the sense that I wasn't ever very structured, you know. I mean, I grew up with a really safe, and in a safe environment, and I had a wonderful family. Um, by the time, gosh, by the time I was in Buenos Aires, yes, I'd been in this, uh, I'd had this commercial advertising business for a number of years and with one of my best friends at the time. And um, that was part of my, I think, fulfilling, you know, ever since I was a young kid, it's like I wanted to own a business and be like my grandfather's, you know, and like be business people and like, you know, uh, have control over myself and um, just kind of take care of people in that way. That was my view, I think, of it. 
Um, <laughs> but it's interesting, you know, by the time I got there, it's because I had been in this business as an agent for photographers and I basically, I traveled a lot. I love to travel. I was always traveling since the minute I got out of college, I just traveled uh, all over the world. I moved different places. I wanted new experiences. And through that business, I could continue to travel and I could continue to work with people. By the time Buenos Aires happened, it's because I just wanted to get away. <laughs> you want to get away I from... I wanted to get away. I wanted to get away from just the responsibility. I was still working, obviously, but the responsibility with my clients, the responsibility with my friends. I had just gotten out of a big breakup. Um, I think I just needed to detach. And in my mind, it's like, okay, let's travel again. Let's go somewhere really far. I used to do that too. And isn't it right. funny how like... By the way, and I do think travel, and we'll talk more about this, yeah. brings you very much to home and yes. teaches you so much about yourself. But a lot of times you can also use it to escape. Absolutely. And so you you think you're like having these groundbreaking things, but you're actually not dealing with sometimes a lot of the crap you actually have to deal with. Totally. So that's funny. So you're in Buenos Aires because you're like, I need to get really far away. Yeah. And that was an idea of escape. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. Right. The other traveling, I think, was always about, you know, I don't think I was ever escaping anything. I was, I was looking. I was always searching. searching. I was a philosophy major. I mean, all I wanted to do was search and learn. And I just had millions of questions all the time. Same way. Yeah. And this time I was like, nope, I just need a break. But what happened was energetically, I didn't understand this at the time, but I got such a great distance, like a literal break, like an energetic break from everybody I was so connected to. Um, I think I got my energy back in a way. Well, now I understand a different course because of what I do now, but I got my energy back. So immediately what happened was I started getting signs, like connecting all these dots, like prophetic dreams, um, just very clear information. Like what? Oh my gosh. Um, I, it's simple things, you know, I would have a dream that, you know, a friend reached out and gave me some news, you know, um, I'm pregnant or I'm, I just met someone getting married or da, 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 da. And the next day it would be there. Like it, literally the email, like almost verbatim. It's like I was having these really clear connections with people, but then, you know, deeper in the sense that I started thinking, wow, wait, how am I doing this? You know, what's going on? And, you know, I would meet a stranger, you know, at a cafe and they, one time someone left a book on a table and it just happened to be written in English because <laughs> I'm in Buenos Aires. Right, right. And it was like, it was Paulo Coelho. Um, Which one? Brita. Oh. Okay. And this book, if you have ever read it or go ahead and read it, but it's, it's about this girl that is a witch. She becomes a witch, but really what she's discovering is all these kind of psychic abilities and anyway I read it I picked it up I just I was, got the chills so I'm like that's me <laughs> no right yeah. I mean it was like left in English for you it's yeah. fascinating just I mean that was like one of a million things that were happening during that time so it was wild and I just I just was like okay bring it on now before this did you how did you feel about psychics or psychic and like what was your point of view before you went to Buenos Aires about this world um I were you a believer I was a believer. Um, I never sought out psychics. I never ad got advice from anyone because I think I just didn't really care. You know, I was always like, I'm going to find out my own advice. I'm going to find my own information. But I was raised, my mother has always been into that. And she was pretty into, she is pretty intuitive. And I was always, I was raised around it until I was around, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. And then something just kind of shifted where she just wasn't talking about that stuff anymore. She wasn't doing it. So I think I, 
you know, got into high school and all that stuff. And I just completely forgot about it. You know, when I look back, it was a huge part of my upbringing. My mom is so into astrology and she was reading Shirley MacLaine's books back then and telling me like at eight years old, she's like, I left my body and I could see my cord attached to my body. And, you know, my mom's telling me this, but I forgot all about it. And I got into, you know, philosophy, more like mental, um, mental uh, discovery is what I call it. That's right? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Were you intuitive as a kid? I was empathetic. So yes, I, I was in a sense, but it was really based on empathy, like on people's feelings. I would feel everyone's stuff. I knew if someone was going through something, but always based in a feeling space, which is very unhealthy, which is why by the time, you know, I was in Buenos Aires, I think I just, it's like I got to that point where I couldn't handle it anymore. The empathy. I could not that. Um, well, it's a lot to take on, yeah. especially if you don't have the skills right. to process. And it. I didn't realize it. I didn't know then. Oh, that's my intuitive space. It's like in my empathy. It's in my second chakra. It's like all my emotional stuff. And so then you're there, you're getting all these signs. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? I came back um, to the States and I was planning on going back, but a couple of things happened. My grandmother passed away. A friend of mine passed away. Um, you know, all these things at the same time. And I thought I need to be in the States where I'm closer to my family. I don't want to be far away from my loved ones. Like I feel good. And I just took a little drive. Um, I didn't know where I was going to go. You know, where, where am I going to go? You know, well, you just got in the car. Well, I had all my stuff in storage and I had my car, I think in Texas, my business partner at the time was in LA. My friends were in San Francisco and I was like, Hmm, which place should I land? So I drove to Santa Fe for a little trip and I had a session um, at the suggestion of a friend with a psychic who does the work I do literally who had trained at the school they ended up going to. Yeah. And so I just had this session. What was the reading? Do you remember anything from that reading? That I remember he did say, I see you in a, in a very esoteric school. <laughs> and you're like yours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he didn't even say it was his. He just said, I see you in this school and I see you in this place of learning. And I was like, okay. He's like, I don't know what it is. And I just left there and I thought I'm going to stay in Santa Fe feels good. And I found a place like a week later. And yeah. so where was your company? Cause I think I said it wrong up top. I used to live in San Francisco. My partner was there. We started there. But, oh, okay. So I was right. Okay. But it's now based in LA and I sold it and she still runs it. Amazing. Yeah. It's here. Okay. So then you went to school. So mm -hmm. now was this crazy for you? Like, were you like, what the fuck am I doing? Or everything just felt right and normal? No, totally right. Cause I mean, that is a weird transition to go from like you know, commercial photography business to also being like, ah, I'm going to take a road trip and now I'm going to go learn how to be like, my, well, see what my psychic abilities are. I was are. still running my business. So I was still doing the sales part. My partner was doing the business part. And I was the one who traveled into the marketing. So, you know, I could live anywhere. Right. So it was totally normal for me to be in Santa Fe, but um, it took about. Oh, so in your mind, you weren't making a choice at this point. No, I was still in my business. But the minute I, you know, got there, I was like, I'm just going to sign up for a bunch of classes. And what happened was I thought, you know, I'm going to try a whole bunch of different things and just start exploring. I'm going to maybe go do ayahuasca. I'm going to take a, you know, shamanism course. I'm going to take a, you know, I don't know, some kind of whatever training. And the first class I ended up going to was an intuitive class, a psychic class. I didn't know it at the time. It was called like energy tools. Right. And it's exactly what I teach it was the first class I ever went to. And after I left that class, I thought, okay, I don't know what's going on, but this is a language that I understand. Like, this is my language. So I just went back. So I signed up for everything. And maybe two months in, I signed up for their year-long training program. And about 
four or five months into the whole thing, I sold my business to my partner. Now, what would you say to some people that are like, mm, A, I don't believe in psychics, mm-hmm. and B, why do you have to go to school if you're a psychic? You should just be a psychic. Why do you have to go to school for it? Well, because everyone has psychic ability. We're made that way. Like, we're human beings. We're made with psychic um, ability. It's just the pineal gland, you know, in the in the forehead and the sixth chakra. So it's an actual, you know, muscle in the body. And it's just like anything. If you exercise it, it gets stronger. So some people are just born with that natural talent. I mean, like everybody has a natural talent, you know, and some people aren't. But the thing is, if you go to school for it, you're going to know if it's, you know, kind of for you to do or not, because, you know, it's not on everyone's path to use that or to be strong in it. Like not everyone has to use it, you know? But when I started taking the classes, it's like my muscle kicked in. It's like it turned on. A lot of the times we just turn it off. So when your muscle kicked, like turned on, Mm -hmm. what stuff started happening to you? Like, was there an adjustment period for you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You go, I mean, it's nuts. (laughs) The first six months, I would say, you know, your relationships change you feel, you go through a phase of feeling like, oh my God, what's wrong? Like, am I apathetic? What's wrong with me? Do I not care about things anymore? Because you start looking at the world different and your relationship to everything changes. But how do, why does that bring on apathy or what could be perceived as apathy? So it's really neutrality. So what happens is all the, Going to school to become psychic, going through an intuitive training, what you're really doing is you're doing a self-healing training. You're letting all your deep stuff come up and moving it out or neutralizing it, like letting out the energy on it so that you can be clear. So you can like have your own ideas, your own truth, right? So you have to bring up all your deep stuff so you can see your own truth. So it's this huge therapeutic process, right? So a lot of the times, like, you know, I'm used to feeling a certain way about something. I have this routine or this habit with my family members or my friends. We have a, we've created this relationship together and I'm changing to where, you know, that drama we have, it doesn't serve me anymore the same way, or it feels yucky now. So I'm kind of different with it, you know? So what happens is when you, when you start to become neutral, it just means the charge out of all your triggers is lessening. You kind of go through a weird place where you're like, I don't feel anything because you're so used to feeling the drama, drama and so without the, the drama, intensity you're you misinterpret it as a lack of feeling yes anything. yes and that's interesting so we've like yeah. trained ourselves that our norm is like the drama and the triggers yeah and so without it you it feels like a you little feel empty nothing. you feel empty and then when what does that fill up with so what I describe it as this is just my kind of way I describe it as it's moving from empathy to compassion so it fills up with compassion. Like you get rid of that, that gut connection where you're feeling everything everyone else is feeling and you get to a place where you can just see it for what it is. Let them have it without feeling responsibility about it, you know? And then that's huge. Cause I mean, how many of us constantly feel responsible for everyone's emotions, whether we know it or not, like most of the time our reactions are because somehow we feel connected to absolutely. someone else's emotions, absolutely. even if it's not, we're not aware of it. Yeah. So like, how do you start shifting that where you can let someone have their emotions no matter, like before we started this pop, we were talking about like road rage best. Yeah. Basically, we were all giving examples yeah. of how we've been screamed at in the last two days. Oh, how do you, how do we not get wrapped up in other people's stories? Even if it's from anything from sadness to anger, whether it's about, mm-hmm. even if it's directed towards us or not. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, how do we do it? There's, there are many ways that you can do it. You know, how I do it is in the kind of meditation work I do. I mean, for me, meditation or psychic work is just tools. So, you know, we learn different tools through life or we don't learn any tools at all. Some people don't have any tools, right? The tools that I use and that I teach and that I use daily and that, you know, have helped me, um, it's like they give they give me a place to put the energy or they allow me to look at it and see if it's working for me and change it out, that kind of thing. So you're like an observer first before. In a way, uh-huh. In a way, and what happens is, you know, we don't always have that pause, right? Right. <laughs> no, I wish I did always. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. But what happens is over time, if you're if you're using energy tools, you know, on your body and practicing, you'll re- You'll, you'll change, you'll, you'll kind of redirect how your body works. So now when that person, you know, yells at you in the parking lot, like this person did to me yesterday, um, you know, maybe another time. And I was pretty, I was feeling pretty sensitive yesterday, actually. It was kind of one of those raw, more raw days for me. But I, you know, this person screaming at me. And in the past, I might have taken it really personally. It might have felt like when someone screamed at me that was important to me might have reminded me I don't know something triggered you know from when I was 10 and someone screamed at me that kind of thing okay or next or something like that right but instead I literally was like what is this poor freaky person doing you know <laughs> and then you know, I think I told you you know I, I just sat there and finally I rolled in the window and I'm like I don't know how I can help you, you know, what do you, how can, what do you want me to do you know like how did they respond to that like um he couldn't have it he couldn't accept he couldn't have it he just turned away from me and started screaming like you know out in front of himself <laughs> right he couldn't have it so what when these things started coming up for you when you started doing your own training mm-hmm. what came up for you like what are some of those I mean if you're comfortable I mean, sharing like what's some of the shit that came oh, up that yeah. you're like oh who knew like oh I yeah gotta, I gotta work through that I gotta clear it yeah well I mean obviously some of it is that responsibility I mean I've always been you know one of those people that it was empathetic, which just means there's a lot of us. You take care of other people. You're kind of known for that. You have that relationship with your friends, stuff like that. And it's a great thing. But I, I think part of uh, what part of it is I realized I was attached to it. So mm. I would want to solve people's problems because that made me feel good. I got validation from it, you know, or, you know, I got used to them needing something, but what the work helps you see what it helped me see was oh my gosh I'm taking away their experience from them and I'm not helping them at all it's affecting me I'm making it my problem when it's not you know which is actually harming me okay because I'm stressed or I'm carrying all this stuff around that's not mine but also the more you take away someone else's problem the more they have to keep recreating it over and over again to solve it on their own so I'm not honoring that person Like they have to, I can be a friend and I can have compassion, which is listening and supporting, you know, but if I try to do it for them, they're going to go right back into it. But I love what you just said, because I feel like for some people, they feel like if they're not trying to solve the problem, are they just being apathetic friends? So Mm -hmm. touch a little bit on what you were just saying. There's still a way to be very present and be that person people depend on, but not necessarily in that way. Yeah. So most people just want to be heard. That's it. We want to be validated because most of us do not validate ourselves. I mean, look at all 
the world right now. And I love social media. I think it's wonderful for many things, but a lot of it is about validation from the outside, right? So, and that's just an easy example. But if you sit with someone and just like recognize them, just hear them, you know, let them get it out. Most often they will get their own answer. You know what I mean? They just want to get it out. Now, if someone's like, I really want your advice, that's different. Give them your advice. Of course, because they're asking. Yeah. But, you know, and you can help people and support them on their journey to finding their own answer. You know what I mean? So let's talk about the work for a second, getting into mm-hmm. some of this good, juicy psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things I love that you do at the den is like meet your spirit guides. Uh-huh. Um, so through this, you clearly have different connections to the universe as a whole. Yeah. So what are the things you learned when you yeah. opened up those gates and you started communicating with your guides or you started being able to see things and psychically? What are some of the universal truths mm-hmm. that you learned? And one of them we can start with because you just hinted at it and mm-hmm. I wanted to dive into it. When you said, if I solve this for someone, they're going to keep creating that same scenario until they do it themselves. Yeah. So like, what does that mean? Like in the universe, like what's that belief or what is that structure that we keep creating? Yeah. Are we all here to learn one thing? Yeah. And this, you're right. This is what I've, you know, discovered through my experiences doing the work. So through my own journey in a school, you know, and through teaching it. But, you know, to me, that's what karma is. So, you know, everybody comes here to learn. Like, why are we here? We're here for a purpose. You may not know exactly what it is, but it's definitely to learn something. (laughs) It's to have experiences and learn. And that might just be it. Done. So when you, that's my belief. Okay. So that's, I've, I've, you know, chosen that belief. When you have a belief like that, it takes a lot of pressure off of, well, do I have to do it right? Do I have to do it this way, that way? Perfect. I just have to do something. I have to explore, right? So that's one thing that it kind of, you know, came to me. Which is interesting, too, because I think if people, you know, I think everyone notices in their life, there's usually a pattern, Mm -hmm. you know, and whether it's the bad relationship and it's like going for the same guy, whether it be, you know, oh, I can never get the right job. And every time you're complaining about your boss, like for some reason, you always have the worst boss or, you know, whatever it may be, we can go. There's usually a pattern. And like sometimes when you're the friend and have the ability to see it from afar, you want to say like, if the same things repeating over and over, like start looking, this is clearly your journey. Like, what are you learning from you're it? You're not getting something. Yes, you're not getting something. <laughs> There's you something are. you need to learn from yeah. it versus blaming, you know, the yeah. the boss or, mm-hmm. you know, the guys or girls, whatever your relationship is. Like, right. I think it's, it's. go ahead. You just hit on something. Sorry, yes, blame. So, that, okay, so there's, there's diff- so many different areas of that. But I love that because people love to blame. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not generalizing, but you know, we love to blame. Yeah, we all do. But the reason for that is, you know, if, if I'm not a victim, then, oh my gosh, I'm responsible for everything, you know? So it which takes the pressure off, which is very scary. Right. But how I teach it and how I look at it and what I believe is, you know, let's take the fear out because that's just energy. It's not even truth. Okay. And it actually empowers you. When you remove the victim, you're empowered. It's like, No, you don't have to blame anyone. You just can look at what it is and what you don't like. You get to do something about it. You get to change it. You know, you can change your ideas about something. You can do anything. But a lot of it is people like being victim because it takes them out of responsibility for their own self. And it's not that I mean we harm ourselves or we're the reason bad things happen to us. But it's just that if we let ourselves off of that label, 
then we can make a choice that takes us out of it and everything else is opened up. But can we create some of the negative things in our life? Sure. Yeah, we definitely can. And a lot of it is from, you know, programming, you know, and if you see something that's, you know, repeating all the time, like you were just talking about, it's a great way to go, okay, what's this thing I'm repeating, you know, and like, okay, what am I, what am I not doing for myself? I mean, it, it's usually very simple. It's like, you're not speaking your truth. People don't speak their truth. They don't speak up for themselves because they don't feel worthy. Okay. So do they always know their truths? No, no, not always. Maybe because maybe they're overwhelmed and everybody else's stuff is in their space, but energy work. I mean, this is why we're all in meditation classes and thank God it's like this new thing in the world right now. (laughs) It's like actually something good for you is like this trendy thing. Right. But when you start to let go of all that stuff, that's taking up your space, like a people, you know, taking up room in you, like you're a hotel. <laughs> when you get all these other people's energies out, then you start to see your truth. It's very easy and very clear. And then you can start to work on why can't I speak it? I don't feel worthy of that. Why? Well, you know, when I was young, you know, people told me to be quiet all the time, or someone said they didn't like my voice, or someone said I was stupid. You know, there's a lot of reasons, but when you start to see it, then you can let it go and own it. You know, so that's what it's like. That's what a lot of the work is. Now, the other thing about it is you don't have to get that deep into it. Like I'm interested. I like to know these things, but you can do energy work without asking those questions and you can just get it out of you. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about, okay, so you start your, you work with energy. I mean, let's go to the basis of what being a psychic is. Cause I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions, Yeah, but at the core it's energy, correct? Yeah. So explain a little bit more about that. So energy, first of all, how I look at it is energy is either um, yours or someone else's. It's not good or bad. You know, people are like, oh, that's bad energy or good energy. Energy really is not good or bad. It's just your energy or it's something else's energy. So that's why, you know, you know, we're, we're like these sponges. We're channelers, all of us. We right. walk around, we pick up all this stuff, right? But when we're filled with our own energy, which isn't, the total natural state all the time or we wouldn't have to be here. Right, <laughs> right. Out. But when we are in our own energy, which you can get there in a meditation like that, you know, um, you feel good. You feel light. Your energy feels light. So the body works with us. It's the one, it's the thing that tells Mine us. Mine feels light? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yay. Well, when you're in your energy, yeah, totally. <laughs> now, when I'm in your space or you're in my space, we might feel something different. Right. You see? But it's our body's way of saying, hey, you know, something's in our space. And then we get to do something about it. So energy, okay, psychic energy. So, you know, everyone, you know, people talk about like the chakras and the third eye and all that stuff. The psychic space is in that that third eye. That's that sixth chakra, okay, the forehead. When you bring your awareness in there, people meditate in different spaces. You know, you close your eyes, you meditate. But when you bring your awareness in there, that's where you start to see clearly. And that's all clairvoyance means. It means seeing clearly. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's all it means. That's what psychic means, to see things clearly. So when you sit in that space, you're connected to your truth, and you can see clearly what's going on, then you decide how you want to react with it. So when you're working with someone, and they come to you for a session, Mm -hmm. do you you get into the space, and then you're picking up their energy? Yes, I get their permission and then I read their space. I watch their space. And so how I do it is I see it visually. So like I look at your space and I look at different colors, different 
um, things that come out that are in your chakras, your aura, and it gives me information. So that's all the the colors are just vibrations. You have all these amazing colors. That's what you really are without your physical body, right? And all those colors are just different vibrations and they contain all your information. I mean, your family history, your ancestors, everything, all that is in your DNA. By the way, she's like staring at me while she's <laughs> just, I'm like, oh God, what is she seeing right now? <laughs> I'm like, it's all there. Yeah, yeah. And it's endless the information you get. But what what I do in like one-on-one sessions is I'm, we just look at, well, what's blocking you today? And can you see the blocks? Like what, mm-hmm. do, what do blocks look like? Yeah, blocks for me, they look different for, for other people. Right. But they are, look like dark colors or like they feel, they feel a certain way. They feel like thick or like tar-like or they might be white. White in the body actually, you know, signifies kind of foreign energy or I see cords like coming out of your body. And those are people could be someone from a long time ago. could be people in your life right now. And that's what chakra clearings are about. They're getting the cords out, you know, they're, they're moving out the blocks so you can bring in your own energy. So when we talk about energy, let's talk about energy in every shape and form. So someone else is that, like you said, it's not necessarily negative, it's different, Mm -hmm. but then what about we, we were hinting before that you can create some of your own negativity through energy. What about like illness and physical stuff? How does that all play out with energy? So my, how I look at that is it, we don't create it. Okay. We're not like we did something bad and now we're, we're getting punished. It's right. not like that, but and most of the time it starts with very early programming, caught programming. So when you're really young and it's just inevitable and for we people with children, it, right? don't worry. It's just, you're going to do it. It's just inevitable. <laughs> but we get programmed by our parents, by the people that raise us, by the people we're around when we're young and by like society and things like that. And we get programmed with fear, invalidation, unworthiness, self-doubt, stuff like that. Okay. Usually it's to protect us because when you're a child, you want to, put fear in them so they don't run into the street, things like that, right? But what happens is if you're not, you know, which most of us aren't super conscious of all this, when you grow up, when you're getting older, you have similar experiences and it just kind of reestablishes those things, like those fears, okay? And those unworthiness and it gets um, like kind of thicker. We call it layers. You get layers on top of this stuff, right? Over time. So, (laughs) okay. So where am I going to go with this? I know you're trying to figure out how to explain it. So how do you even begin to, A, recognize you have the layers? And how do you begin to start removing them? Is that a way to say it? Yeah, I mean, in this kind of work, that's what you do. That's all you do. You start removing them. And and they start coming out. Just any kind of meditation, you're going to start moving that stuff out. But what happens is, is illness, a lot of the times, is like that last manifestation. So it's they say, and I believe this, it starts with a spiritual kind of issue, right? And then it it becomes emotional if you don't deal with it. So say you have a spiritual issue where you're in a lot of fear because something happened and it becomes emotional in your body. And if it doesn't get, you know, moved out or attended to, it's going to become a physical issue, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if people, if you get really nervous or, you know, someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous, what they get like stuff in their stomach, right? right. It's a physical manifestation, yeah. right? Um, if you have like, you know, trouble speaking your voice. I mean, 
major trouble. Someone shushed you when you were younger and these, these deep therapy, you know, you've been through therapy, all this stuff in your throat and you just haven't really honored your voice. You have thyroid problems, like things like that. Not, I don't mean you're going to get them, but a lot of the times with illness, you can start peeling the layers and look at the core of what, what was there in the beginning. And you can start doing deep healing on it. I've seen spontaneous healing. Do you, I was going to say, do you work a lot with people who are Ill? Like, do people come to you? Absolutely. And sometimes it's just, you know, we're we're not made to last forever. I mean, it's just the physical body just breaks down over time because maybe you were super caring, took care of people your whole life, and now your body is exhausted and it's turning on you because that's what happens. We die. Our bodies have to get old and change, you know? So I'm not saying it's all for reasons like that, but often it is. And even if it's not, you know, illness in general, it's not a bad thing in the sense that there's so much healing that can be done with disease and illness so much. Again, I've seen spontaneous healings too. people just all of a sudden they're just well when they were never going to be right. But also sometimes the lesson is in the illness. It's in their experience, their journey, you know? So I've seen people not get healed. Such a different perspective on illness. Yeah. And I, you know, I actually kind of learned that more from, um, I went to, you know, John of God, that healer He's in Brazil. Yeah. I went there um, with a group of, with one of my classes um, a long time ago. Um, and that was kind of the thing there. You know, he's a healer. So these people were coming in just like hundreds a day to get healed. And I saw people healed. I mean, walk out of there. And then the ones that didn't, um, every one of them, the people that I saw, you know, they didn't get cured for what they went there for, but they were so healed spiritually like they were like you know what i still have my cancer but oh my gosh like i feel so much joy um i i have this new connection like life is beautiful i know i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be so it's like they got the healing they needed that's amazing yeah where where does our energy so when our body breaks down mm-hmm. and eventually goes <laughs> what what happens to our energy because if it is energy it keeps yeah. existing so yeah. where so we never die we don't die we just leave that shell this awesome shell that we're in. We just leave it, right? We just leave it and we go to the astral. We go to a different realm. And is that so then when you communicate with like our spirit guides, that's yes. where you're communicating? Yes. And people that have passed away, like friends or relatives, you can communicate with them in the astral. You can do it in your dreams because you're in your astral body in the dream world. So we just leave it permanently. So they talk about it like, I mean, this is very specific, but they talk about like, you know, I just taught this class yesterday, actually. It was on the astral. Um, you know, we have our physical body and then we have this silver cord that kind of stretches from the back of your body. That's your third chakra. And that's how we leave our body when we dream at night. You know, when you go to sleep, Mm. where are you? You know, that person's not there. They're somewhere. They're out traveling around in the astral, in their astral body, which looks just very similar to our body. And it's attached by that cord. When you die, technically the cord's just severed. You're just not attached to the physical body anymore, but you're in that astral body and you have work to do out there too. Like it doesn't end. <laughs> but I think, I, I mean, I would think that would give people comfort. The idea of like you evolve and you change, Absolutely. but you're always there. And you're same thing there. when you lose somebody or a passing of someone to know that they're still with you. They are. I mean, literally there's no such thing as death. There's death in this body, but we do not die. So it, when people communicate with their, whether it's through you know, a psychic reading or they do it themselves through meditation Mm -hmm. to communicate, what are things they can learn from spirit? Like, what do you feel like 
because now you, you deliver these messages a lot since you have the ability to do it. What do you feel like is the constant message you hear the most that comes from, I guess, the astral to here? Spirit, yeah. Well, I think the constant would just be that, like, what's a common thread that you're like, they want everyone here to know this? <laughs> I think what they do, the, 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 the main thing, it might just be that they help us feel loved and not alone. That's pretty much it. Like, I think we look outside of ourselves for validation that, like, am I here? Like, does it matter that I'm here? You know, does it, I mean, who cares? What does anyone care that I'm here? Do I care? And somehow they help us know that we're important, know that we're part of something that we really can't understand while we're here. But even more so, I think they help us remember spirit, like, you know, remembering, you know, we were spirit before we came into this body. And they, I think guides, you know, if you can connect with people from beyond, they remind you that you're that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just here for this journey that we chose to be here for. Like I made a choice to come in here. So if I'm hating my life, <laughs> it's nice to remind why I chose it and I can do something about it. And I have support. I'm not alone. You know, I'm not alone. And I'm spirit. I'm like, I'm not just this person that everybody sees doing my crazy life. Like I'm this amazing spirit. And if we're all energy, then somehow we're all connected. connected. And we're like, connected. It, yeah, and we're have a little bit of each connected. other. Any, right? Absolutely. And that's why we trigger each other. So talk more about that. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, you can have friends, family, total strangers that just trigger you. They just light you up or these, <laughs> these people kind of like bring stuff out of you. It's matching energy. It's because we all have similar things going on. Even if you and I don't have a similar, you know, thing going on in our exact, you know, in our life in this moment, we've had past lives. We've had all these experiences and somewhere in both of us is a, is a grief that's similar, okay, that we've experienced somewhere. So if I'm going through something, you're going to be able to relate to it on one level or another, you know, because it's in you too. And when we work together, if I'm doing a healing on you, then I'm getting healed myself too. Because whatever moves out in you moves out in me. That's how we do the work together. That's why it's so great to do energy work and be a teacher because I'm constantly getting work on myself. <laughs> when you look back to your old life to now, like mm-hmm. what do you feel like is a major difference besides your actual yeah. job? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, no, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, and I, there is a major difference and it's not even that it's that, cause I was always taking care of people. Right. But now I don't feel like I take care of people. Now I feel Just like, funny cause your job still is yeah. of service. Yeah. But now I get it. Like now I know what service means. It means, you know, if anything, I just, uh, you know, kind of help allow a space that's what people you know mean by holding space it's such a funny little term but it's real you know you help to create a space where someone feels safe to find their own answers like it's that you know so before I was problem solving now I do not problem solve so now how do you do that with your job because I think don't a lot of people go to you for answers they do like I would think a lot of people like I don't know what to do like can you read me and tell me what I'm supposed to be doing yeah so how does how do you do that like do you give answers do you give guys like how does it work Yeah, I don't. I don't advise anything. Um, If someone does, you know, if they're like, should I take this job or that job, that kind of thing, what I do is I say, okay, let me just read you the energy of both. This is what this job feels like, and this is what this job feels like. Now you choose which one you like. So they're making... Now, here's the thing. Could you tell them if you wanted to? Like, do you... 
see things. But yes, you can, I absolutely, you can see things like, you know, that one, I don't know what's going on. It just looks like they're not present. Like, I don't know. And this one just looks like it's real vibrant and like energetic. And usually what happens is they're like, oh, that one called me an hour later. This one, um, they've canceled the position. Right. So it's so, like they're getting all the same signs. They're just not reading them. Right. See? So yeah, it's like, I'm not, even future stuff. When people ask the future. Like, am I going to meet someone? Yeah. And when? Absolutely. I'll give them information on that. And then we do a healing on it. We do the work. So I could say to someone, okay, yeah, I'm looking at a timeline. I see you meeting someone in like three months. Okay, great. Or I could be like, I see you meeting someone in like, wow, like six years. Does that work for you? No, no, <laughs> not at all. I want to meet someone like tomorrow. Okay, let's do some work. What is blocking you in your relationship space? Oh, your mom is in there. Oh my gosh, she really wants you with like a certain kind of person. And that's not what you want. We got to get your mom out. You know, we got to get all this responsibility and this pressure out of your space. Get you with your own energy so you can open up to it. So it's that kind of stuff. So then we do the healing work. So you make people take responsibility for themselves. So it takes a little bit of this old school idea of psychics of like, I'll give you all the answers and tell you everything that's going to happen. And there you go. It's like you need to start taking action. Yeah. I mean, yes, because it's empowering. I'm going to, you're going to empower yourself. Now, look, your classes are some of the most popular classes at the den. People love you. Um, you connect to people. It's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about the certification program yeah. because, and we're starting a new one. It's a basic intuitive mm-hmm. healing certification yes. program and it starts September 18th. Yes. And what do people learn in it? Because I love everything we've talked about. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. So, and going back to how we started, Everyone has this ability. Mm-hmm. So you're saying if you're someone who feels like, A, you feel this calling, mm-hmm. or B, a lot of this stuff is happening, you just want to understand it more, yes. like you were in Buenos Aires, like you start getting signs, mm-hmm. or you're just wanting to go deeper and learn more about you and yeah. uncover some blocks, yeah. that this certification is actually perfect. can handle all of them. Absolutely. Including people that are just super intuitive and they just don't have any boundaries. Like half my <laughs> classes are like Reiki, you know, masters, you know, they're like, or whoever, you know, like other healers, you know what I mean? Because you learn tools on how to protect your space and how to get clients out of your space too. Wait, but that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So there are people who are just naturally really intuitive, but they don't know how to protect themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you get sick because you take on everybody else's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like therapy, it's boundaries, you go deeper. <laughs> Um, but again, it's stuff that you will see silently. You don't sit around in a group talking about it. You know, I, people share whatever they want to share, but it's not like, you know, we don't, it's not like group therapy. It's right. Very, it's not mandatory sharing. No, 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 no. And you have your own experience. The basis of it all is you experience. So you show up, you don't need to write anything down. You know, people come in they're like, you know, I, do I take notes? I'm like, nope. You just sit here. You're just going to experience it because you already know how to do it. So there's a remembrance that happens, right? So people show up and they just experience. And through all the practice, it it becomes body memory. You, you learn it. But anyway, what you do is you learn tools. You learn tools that help you build that muscle. You learn how to move out your doubt so you can see things and believe what you're seeing. Because a lot of times- oh, That I think is huge. Oh, yeah. Because I think we all see stuff, but you just yeah. don't- but You're like, am I crazy? Am I making that up? Why is you know, there's no way that's real. So it allows you to have the experience of moving out your own doubts. So you believe your own stuff, yourself, you know, it's like the first time I didn't really believe in past lives before any of this. I was like, okay, I'm sure they're real, but like, why do I care about past lives? Who cares? I care about this life. I don't care about those. Right. But when I started going through all this work and doing the training myself, I was seeing my past lives. I mean, I'm like, I've seen it. Now I can't deny it. (laughs) 
Wow. And when we did healing on it, like I once literally saw myself, it was so interesting. Like I flew, I could feel myself flying through like some realm. And all of a sudden I was like hiding up in a tree above some wooden home. And I saw myself, you know, some version, I knew it was me as a witch in like the witch trials burning. Yeah. But I was so. So It wasn't a glorious life. (laughs) Well, but it was something that needed to be healed. Absolutely. And in the experience, it wasn't sad or scary for me. I just was the observer. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, what happened was I got to let go of, you know, I think in that one, I was in such a deep meditation, I barely remember, but it was something about, um, you know, not being allowed to speak. Whereas in this life, I could, I'm, I'm allowed to speak. No one's going to burn me for talking about this stuff. So that life, I couldn't have it, you know? And don't you feel like, especially if you're someone who's lived a lot of lives, we've all lived every version of them, meaning mm-hmm. like- I do. Meaning like some, you could have had this fabulous, famous, like mm-hmm. rich, whatever life. And Absolutely. some, you were the murderer. And Absolutely. some, you're the one who's like getting burned at a trial. Yes. Because I almost feel like we've done all of it. Right. I almost feel like it's our part of the human experience is to learn what all of that means. Yeah. Which I think brings us back to like compassion, like having compassion for everyone, because at some point, probably in some life, you were what's perceived now as like the negative one exactly. or because I do believe and that's why I think some people when they do past live regressions or get read, they're like disappointed if it's like a really average life or. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I feel like we've probably lived all versions by the time you're done with whatever this is, yes, you've probably gone through you've every, played every role. You've played every role. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I mean, especially if you, um, and these are just more recent ones usually, but you know, if you're like, you know, if you really like have a love for some place, like I, you know, was raised in Dallas. We traveled <laughs> to like Mexico, Colorado, things like that. Right. When I was growing up, I think I went to Europe, but I'd never been to Asia before. Okay, but I would I just like fantasize like I really wanted to go to Asia. I was interested in Asian philosophies. I just like loved like the music, like this weird thing with it. And I ended up traveling there for, you know, when I once I got out of college and it was amazing. And that's kind of where I started some of this journey. But oh my gosh, of course I had like several sort of recent past lives in Asia. Like it made so much sense when I saw it in a past life. Why you're you connected. Know? Mm-hmm. And again, it's energy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. So then back to like what you're teaching people in this program Mm -hmm. is anybody you're saying can get connected like that. Yes. Anybody can get connected like that. Anybody can. What happens is it's not, um, it's not an easy experience to do it though. You know, it's like, cause you're uncovering some of your shit. Yes. You have to be willing to look at it all. So you have to look, you know, we, you know, we have to be, so at the very least, you're clearing some shit out of yourself. At the very <laughs> least, you're going to get a big healing. So when I took this program years ago, it was literally called the self-healing program. That's wow. what it was called. In fact, I had no idea that it was a psychic training at all. I wasn't like going into it because of that. I just liked it. I was like, what is this? I'm going to do more. And about, I think it was like three months in, literally, they one of the students said it was a psychic training. And I was like, what are you talking about? Psychic? Like, this is a, what do you mean? They're like, we're doing psychic work. I just didn't even connect it up. And it's interesting. If you go back to your programming with the grandfathers and business and mm-hmm. feeling like that's how you would approve your worth. It's almost like the universe was like sliding you into it, like 
super, yep. Sly. Yeah, covertly. <laughs> yes. So that you wouldn't know what was going on yes. because like you would never probably would have accepted I it. I wouldn't have signed up if it said psychic because I was, I didn't know that was important to me. I didn't understand the word. Right. You know? Yeah. But self-healing. Oh my gosh. I was like, gut me open and let's get this stuff out. I do not want to spend me. a lifetime working on this stuff. <laughs> gut me open. Let's do it. Yeah. And that's kind of how you have to be. You have, so to if you have to be open. So if you're open and ready mm-hmm. and how long the program's, you know, for the basic, it's three months, but it's twice months. a week. Mm-hmm. And they're yes. just deep meditations and lessons. There are different topics. Yes. And every class you're going to go into a meditation and you're going to learn a different um, psychic space. Like we did the astral body the other day. So you literally see your astral body. We, we travel on the astral in meditation. You look at past lives. Um, a lot of them are just about, you know, one's called validation. Let's look at where you get your validation from and let's move out what invalidates you. So you look at, we call them pictures. They're like little pieces um, in the body that are memories. I mean, we'll pull them up like, okay, there's one when you're 12 years old, when this happened, let's take out the picture. Let's do a healing on it and replenish you with, you know, love. So it neutralizes all those memories. So you still have memories, but they don't have those charges. So the certification we've been talking about, Intuitive Healing, starts September 18th. It's Tuesdays and Wednesdays for three months. If you're interested, check it out, denmeditation.com under certifications. Also, there's so many other ways you can experience her. She has weekly classes at both locations. She also has a workshop coming up in September and a ton of pop-up classes again in both locations starting in the end of August. So it's so easy to find a time that works for you. So again, check out our website and come experience more magic from Catherine Schiff. beautiful. Now, what about the next step for people of being able to see this energy in other people, like being able to actually start doing what you say, like readings, like being Mm -hmm. able to actually know what's going on for other people. You're you're doing readings immediately. I mean, you're doing readings the first day of class. So everybody, all the, the basic right now, they're all doing readings. I mean, I just say, go practice on your friends, go practice on someone who will let you right, right. (laughs) or whoever you're brave enough to practice on, you know, at the beginning, but they're reading on each other every day too. So part of the class is going in and learning on your own. And then the other part of class is practicing on one another. How did you feel for you? Like when you were going through this program, like did you have to learn how to shut off readings? Like, I know you said, I go in, like, do you ever get to a place where you see things that you don't necessarily want to see? No, I was a really good student. (laughs) And in normal school, I was not, (laughs) I was not. But in this, I was a great student. I did everything I was supposed to do. And whenever you finish class or readings or practicing on someone, whenever I finish, you know, teaching, we do what's called, um, we call them separations, but we do clear outs. So every time you're done, you clear out people you were around. You clear out things from that moment and you don't carry anything with you. So I never, I never have weird stuff going on because I'm, I'm not allowing it. It's just, I'm turned off and I've cleaned it out. You know, people walk up to me and they're like, Hey, can you see whatever? And I'm like, mm, no, I mean, I could, you know, but, right, but you turn it off, but unless- I'm like, I'm not in the space. I mean, you know, if I want to, you're interrupting my lunch, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know, I could, I can be there in two minutes. Or so you could turn it on 24 hours a day if you yes. wanted, but that sounds exhausting. It's exhausting. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an incredible different perspective on looking at the universe. Yeah, it is. And do you feel like it's a huge gift for you? Yes. I mean, I feel like this work saved my life for me. I mean, I just don't think. In what way? I think I would be, I would be a wreck if I didn't have this work. I would be such an enabler, you know, um, just so, um, 
you know, I think I would be exhausted from feeling the weight of the world. Not because I'm such a great person and I care so much. It's just, that's how I feel things, you know? So people that feel things really heavy and deeply, I relate to them, but I don't feel that way anymore at all, at all. It's totally changed. Weirdly, just like, wow, I'm very... What do you, like, if there's any little tidbit for people where you're like, that's psychic, like to anyone, like you're saying we all have this ability, what should people start paying attention to more that they can start doing on their own? Like if, even if they're in a car, what are the little things people can do to start enhancing without deep meditations and practicing yeah. every day? What are the little things people can do? Well, if you hear things like a voice, if you're hearing voices that come in your head, you know, first of all, <laughs> I would ask who they're from because they're, they could be from your guides. Cause they, that's how we hear them. Sometimes they send like, it's your own voice, but they're sending their messages through that way. Um, it could be, you're having telepathic communication with someone, you know, so trust it. Like when you just get something out of nowhere, I would pause and say, Oh my gosh, okay. Where's it from? If they're creepy, negative things, (laughs) they're not someone good and they're not you don't worry, you know, but it means you're psychically connected. Okay. Cause there's, you know, yucky things out there too, but you know, hearing things, you know, signs are huge. Like people talk about angel signs or like repeating numbers, things like that, or lyrics and song. They're huge signs. It's like normally something from beyond giving you validation. Like, yeah. So give us an example. Um, an example is uh, like earlier today, um, I saw 111 on the, you know, on the clock. Big deal, right? 111, like 111. Mm-hmm. But that's a pretty big angel number, repeating numbers like that, especially 11s. Okay. And then, um, you know, I, I sort of paid attention to it, whatever. I'm like, Oh, angel number. But then the car in front of me, the license plate was, you know, something's being one, one, one. Okay. And then I pull up to park my car and I look up and like the address is one, one, one. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, what's going on? You know? And I just happen to know, cause I into that stuff. Okay. That's just validating me. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Keep moving forward. You're set up. You're on your path. Like you're doing good, you know? So you, you question well, what's going on with me right now, but you can get way into that. Um, and if you're dreaming things, dreams are really important. You know, dreams will give you information. So what, let, let's talk about that. So what about dreams? Like what should you pay attention to? <laughs> well, gosh, I mean, first of all, dreams, you're working out stuff in kind of a karma free zone. So don't, we don't, don't worry about dreams. Like if you do crazy things in dreams, we're supposed to, we're working out stuff there. We're learning, like you're learning that shadow side and you're working out stuff with no consequences. Dream space is awesome. But dreams are also a place where you can consciously get things done and connect. And one of my favorite, um, dream, one of my favorite things about a dream is I have this friend, um, from a long time ago and we had kind of had this this is a long time ago, but we kind of had, <laughs> I promise. So this is when I was first doing the energy work, but we kind of had this weird kind of falling out. We just weren't, it was a weird thing and we just weren't talking anymore. And it had been several years. And I dreamt that she and I met on a park bench and had this amazing conversation, the conversation we should have, you know, she said everything. I said everything. We got it all out. It was amazing. I was like, okay. The next morning I woke up, there's an email from her and it, literally the subject was my dream. And she ex- told me the dream. Hi, I know it's been a long time. I had this dream last night. Blah, 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 blah. Same dream. I wrote her back. I said I had the same one. We're good. <laughs> so you guys had your conversation. It was just we had there. It on oh the my astral. God. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. That's amazing. So the thing I love about that is it was so validating because like literally. You guys were both there. Oh my gosh, we were both there. But what it taught me was also how dreams work. She could have never had the, you know, maybe she didn't have the guts to reach out and and, and say that. And maybe I didn't either. Maybe I never would have emailed and told her because I don't think I would have. I would have just let myself have the dream. But it still happened. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though we didn't tell, even if we hadn't told each other, we solved it. We healed it. still healed. It was, it was healed in my body. I literally didn't feel any of that other stuff anymore. It was just, it was done. It was closure. So you can do that. Like with exes that you don't want to talk to or things like that. So pay attention to the dreams. So pay attention to your dreams. And if you have one, you know, someone else is putting it out there. Like sometimes you're like, why did I dream about that person? Well, they're speaking to you. Maybe they want to heal it. Even if you don't want to hear them, they're meeting you on the astral. So now you have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh my God, this is a perfect time for the four of you. So it's four okay. quick questions. Okay. And then just, you know, these are great takeaways for the okay. audience. So what type of meditation do you rely on the most? Psychic meditation, which is energy tools, visual meditation. It's what we'll do at the end as well. Yay. Um, what's a helpful tip for meditation for someone to have a good meditation? A good meditation... Oh my gosh. You know, honestly, everybody meditates different. Some people, it's really hard. Focus on your breath. Focus on your breath because there's noises outside the room where people tell you to meditate a certain way. But if you if you focus on your breath, it'll help bring you inward. Um, and just take the pressure off yourself that, you know, you have to do it right because it might take you a long time to get what feels good for you. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up and try different kinds of meditation because, my meditation, how I do it, the, the psychic meditation is very visual and that works for me. But there, you know, the other kinds, oh my gosh, like I tried to, <laughs> I tried to do like Zen meditation for a long time and it would make me sick. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it was just not comfortable, the meditation. I tell that to people all the time. Try and also different times of your life, you might want different things. Exactly. Even you different change. days, different moods, totally. you might need different things and yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Because we're not in a monastery doing one thing. We're not. It's a different, like we're trying to operate in the day to day. And there's no right way. And there's no right way. No. Um, do you have a self-care hack? Self-care? Oh my gosh. You're like, what's I self-care? <laughs> I wish. Um, self-care, I mean... I make sure I clear everybody out of my space every single evening. For you, that is That's self-care. Huge. Yeah, and I have to, I outdoors. I mean, literally, I just have to be outdoors. Is okay. there is there a tip, like, a way people, because even though you really need to clear people yeah. out of your space, because everybody you, does. But everybody does. You because do. I mean, you have all these people in your space. From the For sure, and anyone. Like, you might have had a, the person sitting next to you in the yeah. office was just in a shitty mood all yeah. day. So, like, yeah. what's, like, one simple way people, before oh they gosh. go to sleep, It's can my clear? favorite. So all you do is you just create a bubble out in front of you. And everybody from your day or the person you last spoke to, whoever that is, you put them in the bubble. Like you imagine the person, you toss them into your bubble and you blow them up. (laughs) (laughs) You pop the bubble. So literally what you're doing is you're moving their energy out of your space. Done. And you guys, it doesn't mean you're getting rid of them in general. This is just simply about their energy for the day. (laughs) It's actually really kind. And I I say this because my mom would laugh, but I love my mom so much and I blow her up all the time. (laughs) Because what it does is it gives the person their energy back also. So you're sending them back their energy. So it's very kind to do. We need our energy so we can, you know, do what we need to do. So you're blowing them up. So you're giving them back their energy that you have. And then most importantly, you're getting them out of your space. Get out. Yep. Just pop um, bubbles. Just pop bubbles. Yep. So one of my favorite questions to ask, if you could give any piece of advice, life advice, what would it be? Life advice. Any piece of life advice. Um, 
Well, if you don't like how things are going, believe that you can change your perception. Just change your perception and everything else will change. So I think that's, I got that piece of advice from this photographer, Fred Summer, who was like a depression era photographer. My friend used to apprentice him. He's this amazing man and a philosopher and a poet. And he told me that he said, Catherine, you can change your perception. Like that's your power. He's like, you know, don't you get it? I didn't get it then. (laughs) But give us, give an example. So if I think things are going one way and I look at it like, oh my gosh, I can only go right and left. Those are my only options. Okay. I know that's not true. There are a thousand different options. I just can't see them because I'm looking this way. But if I allow myself to change my perception, like, okay, maybe, maybe it's not how I'm seeing it. Just maybe. Then all those other possibilities start coming up. It is true. Especially if you think about energy from every point. I mean, there's almost infinity amount of ways you can look at it. There are. Like if you're going around and up and like the whole sphere, if you're yes. some, I'm sure there's a finite number, but it's a big one. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, there's many degrees of difference of how you can look at something. There is. And if you think of it. And it's still looking at the same thing. Yes. And life literally can be completely different one day later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We can get stuck in something for a long time. So if all I know is if I'm stuck in something, I just look at what I'm doing and I make a change somehow. Just make some kind of change. Somehow change it because it'll it'll get that thing I shifted. say that too. It's like the door is always closing. Open up another door. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know what that is, of mm-hmm. course, or we would have already done it. But just do something different. Make a change in what you're doing. Something even subtle and it will change that ripple, you know, and open something else up. So that's it. That's a big one for me. It's huge. And it's such a good thing to leave people with because that is definitely thought provoking and inspiring also. This has been so incredible. Don't forget, she's going to do a personal practice, which is a 10 minute meditation on how to ground yourself in your body, which from everything we spoke about is incredible because you're basically giving someone the tools or meditation they could do daily that will help them kind of let all the craziness and the energy around swirl while they stay present. Absolutely. It's just the foundation. I mean, just releasing and bring in your own energy. That alone will shift your entire body. I can't wait to do it. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's like, I mean, look, I could talk about psychic (laughs) power like all day. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. And you guys, we have so much going on with her. If, if you guys are interested, if you're interested in the intuitive healing program, it does start September 18th. It's Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 1215 to 145. Um, Also, if you want to get a sense of what she does, we have, you know, classes Mm -hmm. twice a week, one at at Studio City, one at La Brea. We have a workshop coming up Thursday night, the 13th at La Brea, and a bunch of pop-up classes at Studio City and La Brea, August 30th, September 6th, September 13th, and September 3rd, 10th, and 17th. So we have tons (laughs) of stuff where you can get some of the magic of Catherine. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So now Catherine's going to lead us in her personal practice, which is a 10-minute meditation on how to ground yourself in the body. Hello, I'm Catherine, and we are going to ground and learn how to release and get present in the body to get into the moment and replenish your own space. Okay. So to start, just go ahead and close your eyes. And just notice your breath. 
So very simple. Just notice your breath in your body. Is it more shallow? Is it deeper? No judgment on your breath. Just kind of seeing where you are. Just checking in. And just imagine with each inhale, you're just breathing in your own connection, your own life force energy, breathing in you. And with each exhale, you're releasing everything else. So inhaling your own truth, your own clarity, exhaling everything else from your day. And just allow your awareness or your consciousness to be right up behind your eyes, several inches back, kind of above your ears, so you're right in the middle of your head. There's no right way to be there. Just let your consciousness or your breath be right in the center of your head. And in that space, silently, just say hello to yourself as spirit. Just validating yourself for being here, giving yourself this moment. And from there, go ahead and tune into the base of your body, right at the seat of your belly, right at your spine. Go ahead and see a little colored ball of light, any color you want. And just let that colored ball of light grow the width of your hips. Just let it get bigger and bigger and just grow and fill out the seat of your body. It's just a gravity ball. And when you're ready, go ahead and send it down from your body or let it drop like an anchor through the seat, through the floor, into the earth, thousands of miles down into the center of the planet. So you're creating this cord of light, this grounding cord of energy from the base of your body, stretching all the way down into the center of the planet. And just allow the gravity to do the work for you. Just breathe in your body and just let the gravity release for you. Let that gravity release anyone else in your space. So family, friends, partners, coworkers, anyone you're around today, just let everyone's energy just fall right out of your body. Just imagine dark colors leaving your space. Tell yourself to let go of any resistance, anything you're really holding on to right now, no matter what it is. You don't even have to know. Just breathe in your body and let the gravity just release for you. Let go of any responsibility that's not yours. Any problems you're working on, solving for others. Any confusion or that feeling of being overwhelmed. Just allow it to release out of your body and notice your physical body. If there's any tension or if you have any physical pain from anything, any disease or injury, breathe into those spaces. Allow them to open up and just release. Let the grounding cord do all the work. That gravity releases that foreign energy out of your space. And Remember your breath. Let your breath help you to let go. 
Have your attention up in the center of your head, behind your eyes. And just allow that grounding cord to stay connected and attached and to keep releasing for you. And go ahead and just imagine a bubble out in front of you, just any kind of bubble. Just kind of know it's there, you can just feel it there. And this bubble's like a magnet, it pulls things out of you. So I want you just to breathe and let go and release into it. Just let it pull out any fear in your space, any self-doubt, even if it's really old, any unworthiness, just release into that bubble. Let it just pull it out of you. You can watch the bubble fill up or get bigger and bigger. Just know it's happening. Let go of anything you want to let go of. And then when you're ready, just send that bubble outside the room you're in, wherever you are, and just pop it. Blow it up. Just getting rid of that energy giving it back to where it came from. And then have your attention right in the center of your head. And we're gonna replenish your space. Whenever you release things, you wanna fill back up with your own energy. It acts like a boundary, bringing in your own vibration. So tune into the top of your head, that crown chakra right on top of your head, and just create a golden sun or a little golden ball of light right on top of your head. And if you want, you can write your name in it. Just put your first name right in that golden sun and let it act like a magnet. Let it call back your power to you. That golden sun's gonna get bigger and bigger. Just let it grow bigger on top of your head, calling back your life force to you from other people, calling it back from the past and from the future giving you permission to be right here, right now. Let it call back your self-validation, all your self-worth, all your self-trust, your energy, your clarity, right into that golden sun on top of your head. Just know it's happening, whether you see it or not. Your intention wins the mind doesn't win, the intention does. So just let yourself have it. And when that golden sun is nice and big, go ahead and bring it down into your body. Bring it down into your head and your face. You're gonna fill up with it. Bring all that life force energy into your throat. Breathe it down into your lungs and your heart, your shoulders, your arms down to your fingertips. Bring it into your stomach and your back, your hips pelvic area, your legs, down to your toes. Imagine every cell in your body is being replenished with your own vibration, your own life force energy. Let it spill out of you, right out of your skin, all around you into your aura, that ball of energy that's all around you. It's about arm's length, all around you till eventually you're sitting right in the center of a ball of your own light. 100% filled up. Just kind of decide when that is or feel it. And just breathe in that space for a moment. And then when you're ready, 
can gently kind of bend your head over, almost like you're gonna touch your toes. And then just slowly come up, opening your eyes at your own pace. You can stretch out of it, get your energy back. You can rub your hands together if you want. Take a nice breath. And now you're filled with your own energy. Thank you. Dentox is produced by Michael Burke, Mike Burns, Reem Edon, Nicole Rappi, and music by Alex Fetter.